As with anything for an athlete, the way you practice is the way you compete. If you are careless in your movement prep and just mindless in your execution, you can expect similar outcomes on game day. If you skip your flush work and your mobility work, expect nothing else when you're walking off the floor between events at a competition. Our language, words, and our self-talk are, are no different. We can leverage our words to encourage us to our best execution in each moment, or you can allow it to basically back you up in a corner and make excuses for you. It's time you learn to champion language. The fitness movement is brought to you by Zor Fitness. We offer coaching and individualized program design, as well as educational content for coaches and athletes. It's all at one place, ZorFitness.com. And welcome back to my rant on how to champion language. Today, I really want to go over three ways that you can use your thoughts and words as a competitive advantage. Think about three different steps that we want to go through. Step number one is cultivate awareness. Step two is remove soft talk. Step three is leverage self-talk. Alrighty, so let's talk about cultivating awareness. So metacognition is probably the most practical way to work on one's mindset. So in other words, you know, thinking about your thinking or being able to take a bird's eye view and actually look at your own thought process. DJ Hillier had this to say, um, I've interviewed him on episode number 44 if you're interested. Quote, awareness to me is that you thought about how you think. So the best way I know how to cultivate awareness is through writing. So many times I thought I've had a clear understanding of a topic and I've either gone to write about it or record a podcast on it or do a video on it and realize that I have just this like terrible time trying to articulate how I felt about that particular topic or how I, I viewed it or my uh, thought process around it. So writing something down just frankly makes it more tangible. Like you can literally see it. It's a physical process and it helps you gain clarity about how you actually feel about a topic and it helps you determine what is most important to you. And it really doesn't need to be something formal like a blog post like I do or like pouring your heart out on social media or something. Like start with just maybe a few minutes of, for example, like writing in a diary in the morning or Maybe it's, you know, if you're someone who's tracking your performance really closely, it's like taking really detailed notes about your performance, not just like, you know, sets and your reps and like the weight that you use RPEs, like those common things that are like your performance metrics, but then also taking notes around your mental state during your workout, starting to think more about how you talk to yourself and what thoughts are going through your own head through a workout and just throughout your day. So that's the first step is creating awareness. Step number two is removing soft talk. So removing soft talk, for example, like, I hope, maybe I will, I might do this, right? Instead, you want to talk in an affirmative, which is probably the most easy example would be saying, like, I will do whatever it is. So there's lots of things that we can do to basically reframe the different phrases uh, that we're saying. So for example, you know, I have to gets turned into I get to or I'm going to. For example, if I, quote, don't have time to, it turns into this thing is no longer a priority to me or this thing is not a priority to me. So here's some other examples of soft talk that I think are super common for the people that I talk with and just hear from 
you know, members of the gym, people that are local to me who I just hear talking. This is stuff that I hear coming out of people's mouths all the time, which needs to be checked. I guess uh, maybe you're doing something that's like I sort of or I kind of, you know, like maybe I'll do this. I'll, I'll think about it. I might do this, right? Those are all really clear examples that the person really isn't sure what they want to do or they already have committed to basically not doing what they said they're going to do. They just don't want to offend someone else. So the opposite of soft talk would be a term that I believe Mark England uh, coined this, but he calls it solid talk. So basically you're speaking in absolutes and affirmatives. I don't think you need to be doing this all the time, but you want to minimize the amount of soft talk that you have, especially as it comes around things that are uh, very closely related to your goals and like your biggest priorities. So you're thinking about absolutes and affirmatives rather than in negations or that, that soft talk. So essentially you want to talk about what you want versus what you don't want. So a common example that I've heard a lot of people say over the years is, I might go to the gym or I might sign up for this gym membership. And that needs to turn into, for example, I will go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this week at 6.15 a.m. So a lot of the things in that sentence right there, again, they're all in affirmatives. It's what you will do. There's no soft talk, right? It's in the affirmative. It's in an absolute. But then also there's very clear specifics around that thing. So it mirrors a SMART goal. Again, a SMART goal, <laughs> also teachers, so those were super popular, but it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and timely. It needs to have all of those components in order to be a good goal. And I would also say that's probably true if we're thinking about just having an affirmative statement that you're saying that you will do something, those specifics need to be in it as well. And just generally speaking, indecision is sort of a stressful state to be in, right? The decision-making process is stressful in and of itself, right? Each time you have to make a decision, that's an energy expenditure and it's something that is costly for you and it's not a great place to be in. So speaking more affirmatives and using solid talk more often removes a lot of that decision-making process from you. So again, if you're saying I might go to the gym this week, you're saying that each day you're deciding whether you're going to go there or not. And more than likely, if you're deciding your decision at that point when you're tired, thinking about trying to get out of bed in the morning, it's nice and warm, right? you're probably gonna fail in that instance versus if you've already made the decision. For example, I will go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this week at 6.15 a.m. There's no decision-making process there. That decision has already been made. So obviously, like if you always have this predetermined decision, that can be a bad thing if that decision isn't setting you up or like isn't the right one to make in that moment. So for example, getting up and doing your a.m. session, even though... <laughs> Like you were taking care of like a sick kid all night or you're working on night shift and you didn't get any sleep. Like, is that a good decision to make? No, but if you've already made that decision ahead of time, you might go and do that anyway. So it can be dangerous. We just need to be a little bit more cognizant and have a little bit uh, more objectivity with ourselves. But then I would also argue that this is why you need to enlist the help of a coach, right? So often I hear athletes and they're like, I don't know if I'm just being soft to myself, if I should do this extra piece or if... I need to just kind of take a little bit of time off and take care of my cranky joints. And it's like, man, there's a lot of soft talk. There's a lot of indecision in there. And if you can have a sounding board as a coach to help you make those decisions, it takes the pressure off of you and it helps you to have more clarity about what you need to be doing. And then step three, leveraging self-talk. So self-talk, I think oftentimes when people hear this, 
They think of people living in la-la land, right? Not really accepting reality. I like to think this as accepting reality, but rejecting any other excuses that you have around that reality. So it needs to be positive, but realistic. That's the key. Uh, I actually want to read a segment from an article that I recently wrote called Leveraging Self-Talk, A Practical Guide. Before you can change something, you first need to be conscious of it. This is one reason why I'm constantly calling out my athletes when I hear negative self-talk come out of their mouth. I'm not trying to be snarky. I genuinely care about the language that they use around their day-to-day performance. Simply creating some space to quote-unquote step back and notice the thoughts popping into your head around key times is hugely important. What goes through your head when you wake up and you want to hit the snooze? What thoughts crop up in the moments before you attempt a max lift? What is your language as you mentally gear up for a tough conditioning piece that you aren't looking forward to? Think, evaluate, speak. Abracadabra. That means, with my words, I create. Thoughts are fleeting. They come and go with little rhyme or reason. Rarely do we assign much value to them. I think this is probably wise. However, once we speak something, it can't be taken back. We have spoken it into existence. Abracadabra. One of the most important skills an athlete can master is creating space between thinking and speaking. That space creates an opportunity to rethink, to evaluate your thoughts. If a thought doesn't serve you by being spoken into existence, don't say it. <laughs> I spent a lot of time working out alongside my business partner, Stacey Cadenas. Often, I've had thoughts pop up in my head that I feel the need to share with her. For example, this workout is going to suck. My legs are trash from yesterday. This overhead position is feeling janky today. I am not looking forward to this row piece. While, you know, oftentimes these actually are true, there is usually something that is within my control that can change or at least improve that outcome. So, I rethink. Oftentimes, this means saying nothing and just learning to execute more effectively. Sometimes this is rewording my thoughts in a way that while still true, encourages positive action. So for example, instead of this workout is going to suck, it's this is going to be a tough one. Let's get ready to lean into the discomfort. Instead of my legs are trash from yesterday, let's make this next set move as pretty as I possibly can. Instead of this overhead position feels janky today, it's let's do some additional movement prep for my overhead today. Instead of I'm not looking forward to this row piece, it's Come March, I'll be glad I did this row piece. This leads us to positive self-talk is grounded in reality. People often think that positive self-talk means denying reality, while, in fact, it means accepting the cards that you're dealt in a particular moment and finding the path forward that most aligns with you and your goals. Thinking back to that second rewording of the self-talk, none of those denied the realities that I was facing. My legs are still tired. Maybe I still didn't really feel like doing the row piece, right? Each of them was still grounded in reality. However, they spurred me onto positive action in a way that helped me overcome the hardship that I was currently facing. Own your language, own your reality. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you champion language. Thanks for listening today. If you're someone who just found the show, I would encourage you to subscribe so you can stay up to date. If you're someone who's been listening for a while and enjoying what you're hearing, I would encourage you to leave a rating or review for the show. It would definitely help us out. And lastly, if you're someone who does take your fitness seriously and cares about your performance deeply, I would encourage you to look into hiring one of our coaches. Until next time, stay the course.